Come on, Poppy. What do you mean no slow pitch softball talk? Back in my day, out at Hakey Creek, baby, we dropped bombs on Monday nights in the nine one eight. On on Wednesday nights. Now Wednesday night, Josh. This was in Owasso. It was in some like I think it was even called like Hidden Valley. I mean, it's like some really small park, but it was awesome. That was in the early two thousands, where it was the media league, and it was the buzz and Fox twenty three. So we had a little bit of a loaded crew. We had we had Christy Lewis, Little Dave, who could flat out ball in in intramurals or not. What am I saying? Not intramurals. Coed. And dudes still had a bat. Dudes could bat right-handed too, so it wasn't you had to get up there and bat left-handed. It was legit. Us versus Channel Eight. Frank Mitchell, Channel Six was out there. It was on. It was like Anchorman before Anchorman, only on a softball field. Take that, Poppy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we got. It was pretty fun, actually. It was. What was also funnier about it is he probably doesn't remember it, but Michael Del Giorno who was the morning host on 1430 back when I started, uh, he was very overly competitive. And There's always you know, one, isn't there? It was always kind of interesting to me how um, – and, and he's one of my great friends, so when I say this, he knows it, but how the most conservative, faith-based dude on the planet can have the foulest mouth and ready to just throw at a moment's notice on a softball field was always one of the great – uh, that's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, contradictory, I think. But, yeah, I miss it, man. I miss it. Uh, anyway, I promised something at the top of this show. Or at the top of this hour, excuse me. And everything is kind of very, as we say in the broadcasting business, fluid right now as we welcome you to Hour 2 of the Plank Show. The availability for today is at 11.10 a.m. this morning. So... Uh, I'm going to be jumping off here to get on the availability. Did you get flashbacks? Um, Joey has is, is part of the availability for OU Insider. You know, he wants to get in there and ask his questions. And I don't. I mean, I don't want to feel rushed, right? I don't want to get Joey on at 11:03 and then he's gone by 11:10. We have things to get into with Joey Helmer. So, uh, it, how, how is his? Receptiveness been to potentially moving up today? He loved it. He said that would work better Good. for him. Honestly, love it. Love it. If he's driving over, if he's already there, whatever it is. So here's we're going to hit some topics here real quick. Some of your text messages, 405-651-3439. Got about 10 minutes to open it up. If you want to get in here at 329-9000, that's 405-329-9000. And uh, Joey Helmer will join us at 1015. Chris Smith to talk about everything going on here at Cavens where we're hanging on a Thursday, as we do every Thursday, is coming up at 1035. And then at 11, I'm sorry, at 1045, Jocelyn Allo will be on with us. In other words, we got to stay tight on the clock this hour, which if you've paid attention to this program with any regularity, you know it's a bit of a struggle. So 405-329-9000 if you want to get in. Air Comfort Solutions text line is 405-651-3439. Okay, I just rammed my knee into this table. Ow. All right. Marco is, to me, one of the most diehard Sooner fans that participates in this very radio program. And he dropped a very, very solid email this morning 
with a lot of questions that show you how in-depth we can. Now, I hope you understand, Marcos, that some of this to me I was even like, I don't know what that means. But I want to share it, Josh, so you can educate me. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Really enjoyed your first hour yesterday. Largely dedicated to softball. Felt like I could have listened to the entire three hours on that, but... <laughs> but <laughs> I, I get that between NFL offseason breaking news, the start of OU spring football, Ted Roof media availability, a couple of other sports. I understand that it got overcome. Now, let me be very clear right now. Can I just defend myself? Because I know Marcos isn't being me. But, Josh, I, I have to stop myself from talking Sooner softball. That's just the reality of it. Literally, there has to be a break that, that's put on where I say, this is all I want to talk about right now. So it's why and, – and I'm an NFL draft addict, okay? I, I am an NFL draft person that is so excited about April 23rd. Well, I guess what would that be, the 22nd? Like the 21st, whenever the draft is, that Thursday night. I'm so juiced to see what happens with the Sooner guys. I was – taking in last night a seven-round mock, two of them, seven-round and contemplating, man, we should do like a seven-round mock draft. I love it. I love the NFL offseason. I love March Madness. But all I want to talk about right now is this OU softball team and what's going on in the sport around it. So I want to make it very clear to everyone that me personally, I have to put the brakes on. I really, because I'm like, dude, I had enough. More, I'll tell you even, it's all I want to kind of talk about away from the show, too. Right? I mean, yes, the Baker Mayfield story is fascinating to me. Spring football is incredible. But have you seen the run Taylor Snow is on? Do you do you understand what Jordy Ball is doing as a freshman right now? Have you seen how far removed Oklahoma's numbers are from just about everyone else in college softball? So I just want to make this very clear. It's, it's all I want. We were talking about during the break. I look forward to games where I know after said game that I'm going to get to talk to Poppy, Jim Gasser, and I are going to have a conversation, or Whitley Simmons and I are going to talk about the game, or on my way out. I mean, there's been one home game so far outside of the five this weekend in Oklahoma City. I might have some fans who want to get. I, Josh, I am eating up with this right now. So I want to make it very. And Josh, you know this. Marcos, I know that's not the whole point of your email, but we literally have to hit pause for me sometimes to say, all right, dude, hold on, get to some spring football. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And maybe, just a skosh, we got out over our skis, but Tyreek Hill news yesterday was pretty no, fascinating. No no. no, no, no. Listen, listen. As a show who complains constantly about not having breaking news during its program, um, I, I am not apologizing for that. And all. as a sensitive card-holding member of the media, I will defend our creative choices to the death. <laughs> uh, Marcos gets into this stat, and so this is part of the reason why I read it. What, with all the superlatives being thrown around, I've got some questions about OU stats. Now, Nothing signals nap time like in-depth conversations on stats unless it's me that you're talking to. And Marcos writes, 
of the many NCAA stats and records the team accomplished, I don't recall it being mentioned that they set the record for run rules in a season. One would think it's a foregone conclusion they did, but I don't recall it being mentioned. If they didn't set it last year, they must have been close or near the top. But total run rules and definitely in percentage of games run ruled, so I'm wondering where they ended up after all. Who was ahead of them and what's this current team's pace is. Now, in full disclosure, I Poppy, I tried to not get too caught up in, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to share because there's only four teams that haven't run ruled them, right? Loyola Marymount, Utah, Tennessee, and UCLA. That's it. Those are the four. And, I mean, you do the math out of, what are we, 26 and, and 0 right now, out of the 22 games. So they're definitely on a pace. But Sooner Stats or someone tweeted the number. They're at 11 consecutive run rules now. And I think they're getting close to the longest mark that there has been. In fact, they may have broke it. But I'll be honest with you, it's a great question, but it's one I try not to get too caught up with. He added this. I thoroughly enjoyed most your looking ahead through the schedule of potential trap games Oh, you might lose. I'm in the camp that I want to see them chase history. The scare of the Tennessee and Utah games were enough. Don't need an actual loss. With the obvious caveats of rivals UT and Oklahoma State, especially with UT on their current winning streak and pitchers seemingly having figured things out, and with Ellish seeming to have righted the ship at Oklahoma State. I think it most likely it will be unexpected, similar to Georgia last year or the Utah game this year. A team that OU is kind of looking past and after an emotional high of the preceding game with an inevitable letdown, especially if an early start, not a primetime game, might be problematic. I mean, last year, the only lost four games all year, and I feel like there were some extenuating circumstances with the post-emotional high, early game factor, ace pitcher, and even then, two of the games weren't extra innings. It might be in Iowa State or at Kansas we overlook. Another X factor could be extremely cold weather. OU bats seem to be cold in those conditions and take some time to get warm like the Minnesota game. Fortunately for OU, though, they don't travel to Kansas till mid-April, so we should be past that after the weekend. Is it fair to have concerns when you look at the schedule, Josh, like I do sometimes and try to circle those trap games? Right now, if you're looking for anybody that can be competitive – with Oklahoma, you almost do kind of, as you forecast forward, look like, well, okay, well, maybe this could be something that looking down the road and all of a sudden good enough opponent to sneak up and the game's not a run rule, right? They, right, they, they right. give you a full inning test. So right now with this team, when you've run ruled 22 of 26 opponents, you kind of – every game sort of is it a trap yeah. game right now. But – it's, it's a situation where now you you find yourself, Josh, mad, as you just said, when they do something like walk a batter or give up a hit or don't or have a one, two, three inning. I, 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 I'm not going to pretend to 
be like best friends with Coach Gasso. I love her to death, and I think she's the most amazing person at her job I've ever been around in life. Like you take any person in their job, any position. I watch her work. I'm like, wow. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that while many of us are celebrating a 9-1 win, and understandably so, over the number eight team in the country. Think about that. They beat the number eight team team number eight team in the country nine to one. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Patty Gasso might be a little bit madder about that three up three down inning in the fifth. Championship mindset, man. All right, let me get let me get Brian in here real quick before we break. Did I tell you we were staying on the clock? We're tight. Brian, you get the last word this segment. What's going on? Hey man, I appreciate it, Chris. I know we're tight. Um, uh, about Kinsey Hanson. Now I may go be ahead. wrong on this, but I've studied her very closely last few at her at her at bats, her pitch hits. Mm-hmm. She still looks very uncomfortable to me. Winces a little bit from time to time. Uh, the way she moves around in the box, she looks kind of stiff. Am I wrong on that? Is, is she still got a lower leg injury, like a knee or a hip, hmm. that is keeping her from uh, being in the crouch position for a whole game, that type of thing? Dude, you those could be problematic. Yeah, you know, I, I Brian, I appreciate your phone call, and and I can't even begin to kudos you enough for how you're dissecting and digging into the film. I try to steer clear of anything specific, but I think if you've watched in her last three at bats, you can tell what she's been battling with. I think it's fair to say it's a it's a lower extremity injury. I mean, that's that's just breaking news. But here's the thing with Kinsey. I I think that I don't think it's something that she hasn't dealt with. Does that make sense? Am I? Uh, in other words, I think it's something that maybe just might be a little bit more to deal with and is working through it and has worked through it and feels great. But it's also something that has been an issue for her that she's been powering through that that's as generic and bland as i'm going to put it but brian i would say this you are a very observant fan my man <laughs> i need to put you up in the booth with me all right quick break joey helmer is going to join us next marcos thanks for the email man keep him coming uh you guys can hit me up at plank show i've got my email address there in the bio i think someone told me i shouldn't do that because people will use your email to sign you up for newsletters you know they do actually make you confirm those right quick break joey helmer's next all right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Literally, Josh, like two seconds into the rejoin, I lost my feed. Oh no! But I stared at my little eighteen. I li- my stared at my little AT and T hotspot and said, "Hey, let's go!" And it popped back. Like, I figured you just wanted to jam with Billy right, we Joel. Joined- <laughs> now I want to jam with Joey Helmer. Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com, joins us right now with little brother Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, Joey, just take us through the experience of, of being there and, and, and getting to watch a practice and to feel welcome inside the indoor. How cool was yesterday and, and Tuesday? Well, I think you kind of just hit it with the last little bit you said to feel welcome. Um, it, it's good to feel welcome out there. And, you know, we, we got about 45 minutes uh, two times this week. So um, it's you know, it's good good to feel like you're uh, an extension of the program to a degree, and 
I think that's a really important thing because fans obviously want to feel like they're connected. and uh, We're in many ways um, kind of that in-between to connect the program. So, um, yeah, you can tell just <laughs> there's a lot of excitement around the program. We've talked about that a number of times, but uh, you can see it. The guy's really getting after it here early in the uh, spring practice with it underway. Well, okay, here is the the very basic, very open-ended. Joey, take it as far as you want. What kind of stood out to you from standing there? Or, I don't know if you guys are sitting or standing. But from out there watching this new group of Sooners, this first team under Brent Venables, who really caught your eye? Who really stood out? Uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily just one player as much as, to me, it's just the intensity level of the practice. I, I think – you can tell that we've talked so much about this buy-in and, um, you know, the standard and, and all the things that uh, Brent Venables is bringing in. You can really see it's a, a team that is just getting after it. I mean, I think they're a reflection of the coaching staff right now. And so that's my biggest takeaway is, is just that, um, that it seems like they're really, really getting after it and, um, it's a group that uh, is going to do that. I think that's going to be uh, the DNA of um, this program uh, with this coaching staff is um, they're, they're really going to just flat out get after it. With that in mind, it's hard not like, – for instance, last night, the roster is unveiled for the first time under Brent Venables, and we we know, right, but we find ourselves scrolling through and looking for what the newcomers, right, what are these newcomers, maybe even if it's some sort of aesthetic physical change. This dude looks bigger, that guy doesn't. Was there anything that really jumped out at you from, like, a newcomer perspective? Because I've heard a lot about Javante Barnes and kind of just the aesthetics of him in in, in a uniform. Yes, Um, he's one that certainly – uh, stands out. <laughs> I mean, I think um, just measurable-wise, he, he certainly does. And I think when you asked about the roster, well, I, I thought it was funny last uh-huh. night, uh, the, the whole suit season thing. And I looked, and all the players are in suits <laughs> looking, you know, swaggy on, on the on the roster. So that, what, a, what a good look that is. And Brent Venables had promised us that, um, he was going to get all the guys in suits, and um, man, if that isn't a good look on the roster, I don't know what is. What are you looking forward to hearing from offensive coordinator Jeff Levy today? Yeah, I, I think as you look this, this first week, um, I, we talked about beforehand what kind of the, the maybe the question marks. What were you most looking forward to just going into the spring and? Um, I, I'm curious to hear his thoughts on the offensive line and how um, he, he sees that uh, group kind of moving forward. And then, uh, you know, obviously we got to watch Dylan Gabriel a little bit. And um, so to hear his thoughts on uh, just how he's getting acclimated to being on campus. And, uh, so those are a, a couple of the things. I think this offensive line is going to be interesting to – uh, keep an eye on moving forward, just given the fact that they, they lose um, a couple of um, starters from last year. So 
having to replace those guys. And um, but, yeah, it, it's just it, it's interesting across the board. But uh, th- those are the the two things that I think in terms of storylines today. With uh, speaking with Jeff Levy, that uh, I'm curious to hear his thoughts on. You think people are going to freak out and ask Dylan Gabriel about his helmet? Um, I don't know. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand everything about it. I've read everything about it. But people kind of panicking about a helmet was peak spring ball talk in a college football crazy community. I cracked up. But I. But in, in all reality, beyond the helmet, I mean, Joey, come on. We're intrigued to see what this dude's all about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that is that is funny. If that isn't the, the peak spring ball conversation, what a guy's helmet looks like, outfits, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, all, all of us are, you know, th- this week was uh, exciting to go out there and see uh, Dylan Gabriel throw the football, if not for, you know, uh, half a practice or so a couple of times. So, um, yeah, it, it's just, to me, there's so much newness. And, and look, the spring um, – Spring game isn't that far away. I mean, we're about a month away now, so I'm yep. sure fans are uh, really excited to, to get their first look at him and the rest of the team as well. What are the position battles that you're most closely monitoring as we head into this spring slate? Yeah, I, I continue to come back to that uh, offensive line. Uh, just the set of five that, uh, Bill Beatonbow is going to be able to, to throw out there. And um, I I should say this, um, I, I think, and it kind of comes back to some of our, our earlier conversations, um, the, the transformation of some of the bodies on this roster is really impressive um, with what Jerry Schmidt has been able to do in the offseason. And so uh, that's another thing that stands out to me. I think you're going to see that uh, on the offensive line. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's that's a spot. And then, you know, how they're able to, you know, kind of come in with some of these new guys on, on the defensive line and uh, really across the board how things kind of shake out defensively. Um, I know everyone's really, really uh, interested to see Dylan Gabriel, but uh, how is Jaron Kanick going to fit into things uh, here this spring in moving into the summer and as the season gets closer at the linebacker position. So uh, that's interesting to me. And then, uh, of course, on the back end of, uh, as well. So, yeah, there, I mean, there's a number of um, positions to, to keep an eye on. There's no doubt about it. But uh, when you pinpoint one that um, maybe I'm eyeing the most, it just has to be that offensive line uh, position just because of the question marks that, uh, surface with the uh, again losing those two uh, starters from last year. Jelly, enjoy the availability. I uh, can't wait to read your recaps over at OUinsider.com, and we'll be back in our no- normal slot next Thursday. Thanks so much for still finding time for us, dude. Yep, we got lots of stuff coming. Lots of stuff again. Big softball series this weekend, too. Big 12 play. Dining deal. We might have to have you back on tomorrow to talk softball. I need to talk some Chris, softball. That was, right, hey, Joey, uh, I know you're busy, man. Thanks. For, that was yeah, good. Sounds Go good. Ahead. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, I, yeah, I was just going to say that was I an was impressive it. win um, over Kentucky. Really impressive. That's a really good team that they just 
went through like they have been doing the rest of the teams they play. <laughs> It's not even it's not even fair right now. It's not even fair right now. All right, we'll talk more about it next week, Joey. Thanks for your time, bud. Yeah, we'll see you guys. All right. We'll take a time. I don't know what what happened to my delay during that remote. Did you notice that? It's like all of a sudden we have like ten seconds. My bad, Josh. My bad, Joey. I feel terrible. Let me change let me change my input to my output. Uh kind of shake the canooter valve around. And see if I can't get this hot spot to like me more. Sound like a plan? We'll do it. Uh, Jocelyn Allo coming up in moments. Chris is going to join us from here at Cavens Next right here on Home Sooner Fans. Back into the Plank Show. We ready, Josh? I'm sorry. We were looking over uh, videos to make sure all was right with uh, roofs across Oklahoma with our roofing expert, Chris Smith, from here at Cavens. So we good? Thumbs up? Everyone ready? Yes, sir. Let's roll. How are you, Chris? Great, 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 great. Uh, like You got videos, too. What was your video? Is that just stuff cleaning out a gutter? They okay, so that's a good. You could find things clogging drains. In this case, gutters. You found a water bottle clogging a gutter. Oh my gosh! I'm worried now that there's a water bottle in my gutter. <laughs> you better call Cavens. That's right. That's right. Call Cavens Construction today. Uh, we are hanging out with Chris Smith. Uh, who is the roofing expert here. You were showing a picture before we hit the air. When you're standing on the ground, you look at your roof and it looks fine, right? You look at your roof and it looks fine. But when you get up there and you're able to have that inspection like you are, you can see things. You can see maybe too much residue in a gutter. You can see pings on the roof, uh, on the shingles. I mean, it's just because it looks fine from the ground, Chris, couldn't be further from great. Right. And, and, you know, like I was saying, this lady called and said, we have a leak in our garage. And you know, she had no idea her whole roof was just totaled, and uh, and you can't tell when you're on the ground. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole deal. So uh, if you have a leak, call us. We'll look. Uh, if you don't have a leak, it's a good time. We're getting ready to go back into the spring, uh, you know, storm season and stuff like that. Uh, just have us over, and, and, and it takes about 10 minutes, and uh, we'll take pictures if you have damage and, and uh, you know, it is what it is, and if you don't have damage, we'll tell you the same, that your roof is, is looking great. So uh, that's uh, that's why you want to call us. To, you'll know. I mean, you can't tell, you know, standing on your front lawn looking at your roof. Because if I stand on my front lawn and I'm looking at my roof, I don't see my backed-up gutters or I you don't, don't see, see anything. anything. It looks great to me. And you'll come out and you'll do that assessment. And like you said, there will be times when you say, hey, you're okay. But if something has to happen, Chris, this has been – one of the great selling points, I think, of what you do, you turnkey it. It's like, listen, we got this. We're going to take care of it, and you make it easy on the customer. Exactly. And uh, we tell them to, you know, make a claim or don't make a claim. You just need a little repair. You don't need to call, you, you know, uh, it's you just have a couple of shingles that are damaged or blown off or, or you know, you don't need to make a claim on your insurance right. or anything like that. Uh, we're here to help. Just remember that. We are here to help you. What has this start to spring? What are you kind of getting? What's the feel? Uh, for what we're going to see weather-wise, because a lot of people really need to be taking inventory of this past storm season because it looks like we're going to have a pretty busy uh, spring weather-wise. Yeah, my biggest advice, if you don't have in, you know impact-resistant shingles, uh, look into them, and you know, you, you'll avoid a lot of the stuff that each year that, that Oklahoma has. I mean, let's face it, we get a lot of bad weather. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, they make shingles for that, and it'll reduce their insurance uh, unbelievably uh, how much. Uh, they need to call their insurance agent and just ask mm-hmm. them, you know, if they get impact resistant, what would it save them? Because it's not a lot of money, and it sure helps, you know, for, for you know, years and years and years and years. We were, you, you and I have constantly been kind of in a, I need to get back to my place because I have gutter issues. And that's one thing that is an easy fix, but I mean, Chris, at the core of it, it could end up being very detrimental to your your home's value if you don't get it taken care exactly, of. Exactly, because it, it'll it'll start rotting out your soffits, and it's just one of those things. I'll, I'm going to get to it, and all of a sudden, the bad soffits and the mm. water waits for nobody. So you know, it's it's so much easy and so less expensive if you just call and get it taken care of, and then problems gone away. Because we're again, it's not like there's just a normal storm. Whenever we get a storm, we get everything. So. You let hail damage go, Chris, it can ruin your home. How problem I mean, how quickly can you help to turn key? I mean, it's you call that day, you can be out there to help people out, right? We can be out there and uh, we can have a new roof usually within a week or two. Man, that's big time. Yeah, instead of mold getting in your house and have water problems and everything else. I mean it 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 really pays to give us a call. All right, quickly, uh two more before I let you go. I say quickly, but two more before I let you get out of here. Number one. Signs that you might have an issue with your roof. Signs that you need to call Cavens. One for me, you hit on it. Leaking, right? Any right. leak that you see anywhere. But others might just be after a big hailstorm right. or a big rainstorm, right? right? Uh, absolutely. You know, if there's a, a big hailstorm or windstorm, just call us and we'll, you know, again, it's free. It doesn't take long. And if there's there's damage on it, we'll show you what's going on up there, too. Uh, uh, and, again, if you don't have any problems, we'll tell you that as well. I mean, we're, we're just – we're just here to help, um, and but a good sign to have during the stale storm is a cave sign in your yard. That's right, because so. you have that sign, you're protected. Uh, you know, Jocelyn Allo's coming up next. Okay. Got any advice? I mean, she's kind of been doing okay as a hitter. I mean, you, you need we need to give her any advice on her swing, you think? Yeah, swing hard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it. Right, but you're busy today, 405-573-3048. If people have questions, they can call you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I got to go now. I will say, uh, Mom, Dad, I love you. Shouts out, Mom. And dad, we appreciate you listening. All every right, time. you have a great week. Thanks, Chris. We'll Bye. see you, brother. Jocelyn Allo is coming up next. It's the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner Fans. On the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. We are pumped to be joined by the home run queen of college softball. The leading hitter for the Sooner softball team, Jocelyn Allo, is in the house. Is this real? Is Jocelyn here? What's going on, Jossie? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been weird not traveling this week. I know that there was the week off, right, where we ended up playing, or you guys ended up playing Minnesota on Monday and then traveled to Hawaii. But do, do you get with so much travel early in the season, is it now kind of more of a rhythm for you being home for a couple of weeks and being able to sleep in your home own bed and, and kind of having that mindset now? Yeah, it's definitely um, just nice being an athlete and just kind of being in your own space for sure. Um, I know a lot of the girls are definitely excited that we actually get to be in class for these next couple weeks. So, um, yeah, I definitely like uh, playing at home. Uh, how's the, What's the whirlwind been like for you this year? Can you even begin to put it into words? I know that you're in the middle of a season and you're in a grind and you've got that championship mindset, but – Man, Jossie, have you allowed yourself to take a breath and just kind of embrace what these first 25, 26 games have been like? 
Yeah, I kind of have it now that I think about it. Um, I just feel like season's kind of always on go, you know what I mean? And I haven't really quite got to just enjoy the moment. But um, just thinking about it now, um, 100% surreal that it's actually happening and that um, it's done and the number just keeps ringing up. But um, definitely just blessed and excited to be here. Was 100 something that was on your mind? I mean, I know 96 was, but I mean, you kind of knew with the way that you swing the bat it was coming, but had that ever registered uh, whenever you started looking at the numbers, or do you even look at the numbers and care where you are? Um, I try not to look at the numbers, but I feel like before every game, someone's always yelling, hey, let's get number 100 whatever today, and I'm like, all right, uh, so that's what number I'm on. Um but, uh, yeah, 100 was definitely pretty cool. And now I'm at 102 now, so that's mm-hmm. just insane to me. Uh, you've, you've looked back on You and I really haven't had a chance to talk since. But being able to go to Hawaii, for me, I'd never been before. So for mm-hmm. me, it was, you know, my first experience getting to kind of hang with your dad and some of his friends and seeing your whole family. It was cool for me. How special was it for you to have that opportunity? Yeah, definitely super special. Um, I I didn't think I'd ever get to play there just because I knew how expensive travel was, um, especially for a whole team going. And the Sooners definitely like to stay at nice hotels. So um, <laughs> I thought that was going to be like maybe, maybe not. But we ended up going, and I couldn't have – scripted it any better just one uh my family not being able to pay anything to go anywhere was nice for them and two whenever I did um break the home run record it every coach that has ever coached me was there in the stands so it was a hundred percent full circle moment and I, I didn't hear whenever I hit 96 the crowd noise because I was just kind of like in the zone. But then when I watched it back on video, all I see is just everyone just going crazy. And my hometown was there. A lot of my cousins were there that had never got to come and watch me play before. So um, it was definitely top three best moments I've ever had in my life. Was it a relief to finally hit 96? Yes, it was. It was. Just because I felt like everyone was so focused on the 96 and the walks and stuff like that that I felt like people were forgetting, like, what the Sooners were still doing. Like, we were still run-rolling teams without me even getting a hit that day. Our pitching staff is just out here throwing no-hitters, perfect games and stuff like that. So I felt like all the attention was kind of on me and it was um, kind of taking away from their successes, but definitely grateful for my team and just sticking with me through that. Um, Cause in a sense they were going through it with me as well. So sure. Um, sure. yeah, so it was, I, it was a relief for sure. But um, now I feel like as a team we've settled in, it's done and we can just continue to elevate our game from here on out. You're pretty locked in right now. I got to give you credit, man. I, I mean, I've, I've been grateful to be around you since the moment you stepped on campus. 
Um, and I just – I don't even want to bother you on game day, Jossie. You're so locked in right now. This team seems so focused and locked in. What's kind of been that key? What has helped this team find such an elite level this early in the season? Um, I still think we have a lot of things to work on. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I definitely think that this team is just very intentful and purposeful in what we do. Um, but I feel like we could have uh, – things could be a little bit better just as far as cleaning up some certain things and – um, lots of things off the field we need to get taken care of, but as far as on the field, um, it's it's been a it's been a really good learning experience, especially for these young ones too. Um, one this past weekend, going against number eight, going into their house and not playing in front of a crowd—that's not going for the Sooners, you know. So it's uh, little learning experiences like that that I feel like we need to get a little bit more under our belt, but. Other than that, I feel like this team is definitely progressing forward in the right way. <sighs> Jocelyn Allo is our guest. All right, uh, a couple more and I'll get you out of here. Haven't really had a chance. We talk a lot about the hitters in the offense, but this pitching mm-hmm. staff this year, I love Hope Troutwine's personality, and, man, she can flat out bring it on the, in the circle. Nicole Mays leveled up. But can you just give me kind of your perspective on what you've seen from Jordy Ball and that energy she brings in the circle? My gosh, Jordy, you hate to face her at practice. I really do hate to face her at practice. But she is someone um, She's someone that's not going to be denied for sure. Um, and if someone is uh, maybe getting on her with like a pitch or something, she'll come back and say like, oh, okay, try this one. But Jordy is one of the most insane determined pitchers I've ever met and I it's scary to think that she's only a freshman because does it really only get better from here yes it does only get better from here for her and I'm definitely so excited for her to see just how how much more she'll progress over these next couple years and um, it's fun getting to talk with her too like after practices like hey why would you throw this to me why would you throw that to her something like that so um, we definitely learn a lot from each other. And it, I'll let you go on this, but that just shows you you love softball. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you love the battles, the intricacies. I mean, you're you're constantly asking questions. But, Jossie, where do you feel like you learn the most? In those conversations with pitchers and film study, actually hitting in the cage, you know, where is that place where you look at like, okay, this is where I'm getting my best information right now? Is it just doing it? Um, I feel like... You, I feel like I learn the most from anything involved with softball. Um, I've played this game for a long time, and I've played with a lot of different people, people not on my team and people on my team, and I feel like anywhere you can go is pretty much a learning experience. So, uh, for example, I was at this um, the USA tryout, and I'm over here asking um, – Carly Hoover, like, hey, why would you throw that? Or asking Ali Carter certain questions. Olympians, I'm asking questions, too. So um, anything is a learning experience for me, and um, I feel like I can learn anywhere from anyone. So I'm always open to learning about why someone is thinking that way, um, why someone feels this, what they're trying to feel. Um, But I feel like that's what I just – 
I'm curious about a lot of the parts, a lot of a lot of the game, and um, there's so much more that you can learn than just here at OU. Even though I've learned a ton here, but I feel like you can learn anywhere. Love it. Jossie, you're awesome. Check out her website, shopjocelynalo.com. That's where you can find the uh, new Home Run Queen shirt. I love the 78 shirt with the diamond around it, uh, the ball diamond, that is. Uh, shopjocelynalo.com. Jossie, I'm glad we finally had a chance to do this. Thank you so much, and I'll see you this weekend. Thank you, Plague. Appreciate you. All right, see you. That's Jocelyn Allo. Shopjocelynalo.com. Now, by the way, I just want to make this very clear. So I don't get in trouble. That was just me saying, hey, you know, let's check out our website. <laughs> I want anyone to be like, oh, my gosh, are you? Listen, there's no, there's no, bump, there's no bumpers right now for NIL. I, who, who's going to stop me from promoting her website on our show? Let's go. I'm pretty fired up right now, Josh. How about that? How about that? Jocelyn Allo. You can find it on our podcast page um, later on this afternoon. But I appreciate the home run queen. Uh, it was really cool to get to kind of hang with her family, her cousins, her sisters, her mom, her dad, and her grandma when we were in Hawaii. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. Uh, quick break. Top five stories of the day next.